there are two tales waiting for you, told one after the other by an odd set of two. So prepare yourself, dear one, because this is Drops of Darkness. I am Stranger, and I tell only fantasies. Whenever your world has a grip on your throat, I am there waiting to unleash the monsters that sleep in my mind so that they may remind you that you have sharp teeth and claws of your own. Simon never understood why his mother hated dogs or why her hatred didn't end with a family pet. Once the poor Basset had been buried in the backyard, he thought maybe it would get better, but it didn't. His father told him that the dog had died of old age, which didn't make much sense. Simon was only a child at the time, but he remembered the day they brought home the saggy-skinned puppy, and he was pretty sure that dogs usually live past two or three. When asked about this, his father told him to stop asking questions, so he never found out why he'd seen his mother with her hands around the dog's neck when it died. Not long after that, his father died too. And this time, it was Simon who was asked what he knew. But the grown-ups in uniforms didn't listen when he told them to stop asking questions. It was dark and cold. The blanket they gave him smelt weird, and the red and blue lights were no longer pretty, and they just hurt his eyes. And he didn't want to think anymore about what he'd seen, but they said that it didn't make sense what he'd told them. That his father died of old age, with his mother's hands around his neck. His mother went away after that. Simon went to live with his grandparents and his old house sat unoccupied, unless you count the dead dog in the backyard. Which Simon did, at least. He often worried that his old pet would get lonely, but his grandmother assured him that the dead don't worry about things like that. So when the call came about his mother's death, Simon felt a bit better. He knew now that it was her that killed the dog and his father, But that's not why he felt some relief. She was dead, and that meant she wouldn't have to worry about whatever it was in that house that had made her so afraid. Because that's what it was in her eyes both times she killed. It was fear. He was sure of it. Simon got older and rented a place of his own. It was small and nothing ever worked like it should, like the hot water or the washing machine. But it was his, and that's what mattered. He got a dog, an old basset, and things went well, until they didn't. The woman who owned the place had caved on a cash offer from some out-of-state couple who wanted to gut the place and remodel before renting it out all over again. Even if they had been willing to keep him on as a tenant, Simon would not be able to afford the new version of the home that came with hot showers and clean laundry. So then Simon and Shadow, as he'd named the old Bassett, were something like homeless. Only something, because Simon did technically have a house that he owned. But it had been a very long time since he considered it home. In the years since he had inherited his childhood house, he thought about selling it multiple times. But he never did. He didn't know why he held on to it, other than his therapist saying that people deal with trauma in different ways. Plus, he figured he wouldn't get all that much out of a house where a man had been strangled to death by his wife while their son watched it happen. If she had stopped at just killing the dog, maybe. You don't have to legally disclose something like that. It would only be for a few weeks, 
a month at most, he told himself, just until he could find a new place. He'd fix it up while he was there, he decided, and the day he was able to sign a new lease, he'd list the old house and take whatever he could get just to be done with it once and for all. And it's not like he'd be there alone. His dog might have been old and frail, but he was Simon's faithful shadow, following him everywhere he went, as long as it didn't involve stairs. They had only been there a few days, and Simon decided to tackle the basement as his first project. So he spent the evening going through old boxes. It took much longer than he expected, and when he felt the damp breath on his leg, he was grateful for Shadow's company in the dimly lit bowels of the house. Without looking up, he pulled a hand from the box he was emptying to pet the old dog. Shadow had soft ears, and Simon often found it comforting to run his fingers across the warm, fuzzy undersides. But when he felt them now, they were cold, like thin slices of meat sliding between his fingers. Confusion hit before panic, which didn't set in until he looked down. Even in the dim, flickering light and the muddiness of memories gone stale, he easily recognized the face that looked up at him. It was his mother, smiling wide. It was her face, her eyes, her smile. Except the teeth, those were all wrong. And the ears, the skin, and the body... Those all belonged to the dead dog buried out in the yard. Simon let out a small yelp of surprise before stumbling backwards over scattered boxes. Upstairs, Shadow started to whine and his pacing grew quicker. Simon tried shutting his eyes, his mind refusing to believe that what he was seeing would still be there when he opened them again. But he could still hear the shuffle of paws... And then he could feel the damp breath and the wet tongue as it slid over his face. What the fuck? Simon said, shuffling backwards as quick as he could. No more questions, son, said a gruff voice. Simon opened his eyes to see his father crouching on all fours in front of him. The dead man reached with hands that belonged to his mother, so small, so thin, as they reached for his throat. Simon kicked blindly, shielding his eyes as he scrambled towards the stairs. His foot caught another box, but he managed to stay upright long enough to grab onto the railing. He lunged up the stairs two at a time as Shadow barked at the smiling face that rose up from the basement. Simon's foot had barely touched the main floor before he spun and slammed the door shut. There was no lock and Simon heard the handle rattle and turn as he wrenched open the sliding back door. Shadow, let's go, he yelled as he ran onto the deck, but Shadow stayed where he was. He'd stopped barking, and Simon heard the basement door groan on its old hinges as it slowly swung open. Shadow, let's go, said a voice from the kitchen. By the time Simon had processed that the voice he'd just heard was a perfect copy of his own, the clicking of Shadow's nails had already faded as the old dog was led deeper into the house. Fuck, Simon said, heading back in. The lights were still on, but that was no comfort. He didn't want to see more than he'd already seen in the dimly lit basement. Shadow, where the hell are you? Come on. He whispered. Come on. Simon turned and stared down the long hallway. At the end of it, 
Shadow stood with his hackles raised, and was staring into his parents' old bedroom. Come on, Shadow, he said, trying to keep his voice calm. Come on, boy, it's not safe here. It's not safe here, boy, said the voice. This time it was his mother's. As was the hand who reached out of the doorway and grabbed Shadow by the collar and pulled the old heavy dog into the room like he weighed nothing at all. It only took a second for Simon to reach the end of the hall, but he could already hear Shadow's whimpering in the dark room. He could see the outline of the dog pinned to the ground, with hands wrapped around his thick neck. The first time Simon had seen this decades earlier, he had just stood and watched, unable to do anything more. But he was no longer a child, and he'd seen this happen over and over in his mind countless times since then, and he had thought plenty about what he wished he would have done different. He wished he would have run in, so he did. He wished he would have pushed her off, so he did. There was a scuffle in the darkness. Behind him, his dog cowered from the figure who squirmed under Simon's hands. Shadow, outside, he yelled and watched as the basset ran and disappeared around the corner. In his hands, he felt loose skin and short fur. That trick's not going to work, said Simon, squeezing tighter. I don't care what you are or who you turn yourself into. He expected to feel fur shift into skin, to hear the whimpers melt into his mother's voice, pleading with him to stop. But it didn't. If he hadn't felt the soft, warm undersides of long ears grazing his hands as the dog struggled against him, he wouldn't have realized his mistake until Shadow was dead in his hands. Simon pulled away, horrified by how close the night had been to playing out the same way for him as it did for his mother years earlier. And he decided he wasn't going to give that thing another chance. When he got to the living room, he pretended he didn't see the perfect duplicate of the dog by his side. Simon walked into the kitchen, grabbed his keys off the counter, and ignored what now looked like himself as a boy, with tears streaming down its face. He didn't look back until he was pulling out of the driveway. Over the engine, he could still hear his father's voice shouting, and then his mother's voice screaming than the howl of his first dog. And what he saw was his own face, just as he was now, smiling through the living room window. Simon stepped on the gas and didn't stop until the house was well out of sight. And with that, he was fully homeless and finally free. Hello, everyone. In between stories, we like to highlight a cause that is worth our collective attention. For October and Indigenous Peoples Day, we decided to highlight the Native Organizers Alliance. This is a nonprofit dedicated to empowering Indigenous voices and fostering positive change. You can find out more and donate at nativeorganizing.org or on the link on our website at dropsofdarkness.com. Now. Back into the shadows we go. I am someone, and I tell only truth. Whenever something slithers through the barrier between worlds, I am there, 
not to stop them, but to watch them and remind you of the countless terrors your kind has survived all on their own. I recently went to Deadwood, South Dakota for a trip with a buddy of mine. We did some typical tourist stuff along with staying at a so-called haunted hotel, but nothing happened. One day we went to the Adams house, which was the home of the wealthiest person in Deadwood. It was left completely intact and empty for 50 years before it was restored. We were on a small tour of the home that consisted of me and my buddy, two couples, and the tour guide. No one else was in the home. We were upstairs in a bedroom and all followed the tour guide across the hallway into another room. As we walked through the hallway, like most old homes, the floor made a lot of creaking noises with each of our steps. The second room was connected directly to yet another bedroom, so there were two ways to get to the third bedroom, either from the bedroom we were in or the hallway. We followed the tour guide into this last bedroom. The guide was in the hallway doorway facing into this last room, and I was in the doorway from the connected bedroom also facing towards the last room. As the tour guide was talking, I heard the hallway floor creak a few times, and it sounded exactly like when our group walked across it, but it was only for one set of footsteps. I ended up looking behind me, expecting to see someone standing there, but no one came into the room. As I turned my attention back to the room the group was in, the guide looked out the doorway and down the hall. She looked confused and forgot what she was telling us. She then said, I'm sorry, I got distracted. I thought I heard someone walk across the hallway, but no one's there. I just smiled at her and said, yeah, I did too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Drops of Darkness, which is written, voiced, and produced by Anodyne Vaughn and Cameron Helquike. If you enjoyed your drift into the shadows, help keep the stories alive by sharing the show, leaving a review, and if you really want to earn the favor of these dark storytellers, tether yourself to their world by tapping subscribe. If you have a true paranormal story of your own that you'd like to be read by someone, you can make the offering to submissions at dropsofdarkness.com or through the form on our website. Until next time, dear one, and remember, when the darkness looks your way, hold it.